holy cow you, like guys do not adjust your your audio or anything of that nature i'm pretty sure you guys do not remember who the hell we are <laughs> but uh I, I don't know what we're going to make of this, uh, but uh, are we really doing this? Are we really doing this? I, guys, I'm joined with AJ, and I, it feels so good to say that again, to, that I am with AJ. I mean, obviously, we're missing Elliot and Ryan, but uh, rip to those guys. AJ, how you doing, man? It's been forever. Dude, it's been forever, Mario. Absolutely uh, can't believe that I'm back on. Uh, miss talking and chatting shit about the Arsenal with you. Uh, and obviously Ryan and Elliot are here in spirit. Um, they have, you know, new kids that they're dealing with. So I'm sure that's a handful on their plate, but no, honestly, I'm, I'm really happy to be back here and talking with you about the arsenal. Um, I think it, it was calling to me post COVID. I feel like I needed to get back in the game. And so, yeah, I'm glad that we were able to reconnect and get started. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because, uh, I, I feel I, like I, I don't, even though we 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 have not met in real life, I feel like I've made long lasting friendship with you guys, not just because of the Arsenal, but because, you know, we have our own chat um, and we just don't talk about the Arsenal. And, and I, I genuinely miss you guys. Like, you know, I think the last time Ryan and I did a podcast was like two years ago or something. Like I forget. Um, and I tried, I tried to keep it going, but you know, there's only so much that people would, you know, my, I find my voice to be so annoying and I love to bounce <laughs> ideas off of other people. So yeah, man, when, when you reached out, it was like, holy shit. Like, are we going to do back. this? Like, yeah, we are back. Like, holy shit. Well, I, I don't know. Like we still need to figure out some sort of schedule to pod, but, um, you know, it, it, it really did, you know, Ryan did really, you know, mean it about time differences were in the, like, I'm in the East Coast, you guys on the West Coast, and same thing with Elliot, he's in the East Coast, and, you know, Canada, US, and all that stuff, so, but, you know, I, I was, I was happy when you, when you came on and said, hey, man, let's, let's do a pod, let's see where this goes, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, we, we get, we get some listeners back, you know, I don't know. Man, I, I think so, right? People want to hear us talk about the Arsenal. Uh, you know, two people who don't know shit. No, just kidding. But um, I think uh, I think that'll be really good that we're getting started up again. Uh, like you said, I echo everything you were just saying. Uh, really missed talking to you guys. I feel like um, you guys are part of my Arsenal family. You know, uh, very cathartic way for us to get to share this Arsenal experience with each other. So. Really happy to be back on and excited about talking about the new season. We got a couple new signings coming in as well. Yes, yes, we do. And by the way, I gotta, I, I gotta love the jersey you're wearing right now. And I'm so oh, jelly that you ordered the black one. Oh, I got the black one. This one's a Martinelli one. I won't turn, but uh, this one's a Martinelli eleven one. And then I got uh, my name AJ seven uh, on the back for That's the sick. black one. Yeah, it looks so sick. It does. It does. So it must be it ran out in Canada. Canadians too quick. You know what? Um, I tried to go on and, and, and tried to get one, but it said sold out. And then I just recently saw some of my uh, T-Dog Gooners, you know, shout out to T-Dog Gooners. Um, yep. He got one. One of my friends, Justin, he got one. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get that? Um, you know, I just oh, I didn't dude, I fully ask him. But like, I want one so bad. Dude, we got to make it happen. You can always order it here. I'll send it to you. We'll figure something out. 
I know, I know. That's what I was thinking. I might hit you up on that one. But yeah, man, I'm also excited. You know, uh, new signings uh, coming in. A lot of my friends, you know, I'm, I'm getting trolled by my by my friends. I have a chat group with some of my friends who are Man United fans, Liverpool fans, and, and Spuds fans, which is obviously my blood. He's my brother. He's a Spuds fan. Um, oh, talking about how... Yeah, how how uh, Manchester City players are uh, coming to Arsenal to retire, uh, and or we're getting the the Manchester City um, rejects, and uh, I don't know. Let, let's get right into it. Like, what, what do you think so far uh, of the signings that Arsenal have gotten? Obviously, you got the big ones, Jesus and and Zinchenko, who's just announced today, um, and then obviously you yeah have, you have yeah this is your known ones, Marquinhos or whatever. But what do you think? Yeah, man. No, I, I'm feeling really positive. Uh, I understand, obviously, uh, in a group chat with a bunch of other fans of other top six clubs that there's going to be a lot of banter back and forth, especially with your brother being a Spuds fan. That obviously must be difficult. Um, <laughs> but I, I can understand the sentiment of people saying that we're having Man City rejects, but we know that they're not Man City rejects. I think Pep what would have loved to have kept Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko, and he's on record saying that he would have liked to have kept both. Um, I think the the problem is is when you sign Erling Holland, you know you can't really play Gabriel Jesus every single game if you get a superstar like Holland, and then uh, with Cancelo, Walker, they have a lot of good fullbacks in the team as well. I think he would have loved to have kept Zinchenko as that left back um, cover, but. I think the fact that Arsenal were able to offer him not only um, the chance to play in midfield, which is, I think, what he would prefer. He said he's, in, in a quote that I just read today, he said he's down to play anywhere. He'd play goalkeeper if Arteta put him there. Um, but obviously, I think he would internally prefer to play in midfield. So I'm interested to see if he ends up playing that kind of left center mid, left eight position, or if he ends up playing more for left back uh, covering Tierney whenever Tierney gets injured. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely an interesting signing having Zinchenko in the team. Um, I think Gabriel Jesus, we're just sticking with the Man City players to start off with. Uh, I think Gabriel Jesus is going to be fantastic, dude. In the first two preseason games, you can already see his close control in the box is unreal. Just the way he's able to back to goal, receive the ball, keep the ball close to him uh, in his feet, but then be able to turn and get a shot off um, is something that we haven't had for for a few years, uh, or at least the last couple of years with Aubameyang and Lacazette just not cutting it. You know, Aubameyang doesn't have that close control. Lacazette does, but then isn't quick enough to turn and, and get a shot off. So Gabriel Jesus is kind of that good mixture between both of them, so. I'm super excited about the two Man City players we got. I wouldn't con- call them rejects at all. I'd just say that they were probably not guaranteed starters, and at Arsenal, they're going to be guaranteed starters. Yeah, and I think I think that's what you got to take into the context of you know calling these players rejects. Because in all honesty, like I mean, for example, I I, I, I always gave it back to to my Manchester United fan, uh, friend who you know he, he, you know shout out to Samir, you little bastard, but uh, he. He he's like I told him all the time like you know Trashford like Trashford's fucking trash like he sucks like and then like he 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 he's you know 
suited for the MLS or he's suited for the lower leagues. Lingard too, like they just he just left and and he got he got signed by Forest. So like I mean those yeah. you could consider Manchester United rejects as well. But the thing is that I think they lose focus on is that these teams, especially Manchester City, who's probably the richest club in the land, uh, has money to afford bringing in these top tier talent. So when they brought in Gabriel Jesus, right, he was top tier technically. And and then, you know, he sort of let off because he started running into a bad form. And then all of a sudden now you have this money where you bring in Holland for a fucking deal, I would say. And yeah, for sure. so, yeah, Arsenal can't do that. Arsenal can't bring in a Holland in for that amount of money. And then now, you know, whoever is there, you know, is, is deemed surplus. So, yeah, I, I think I think you got to take it into into some context there. Like Arsenal don't have that mo- that amount of money. If not, they would have spent that much money on on Holland or or. Who I don't even know who who else Kane I don't fucking know and Kane sucks ass but like yeah I don't think they're rejects yeah. I I think they're they're really good they're they're top tier bench players for some like a team like Manchester uh, City but they're good enough that they can start in another team like who I, I keep telling my brother he's like oh yeah Jesus Jesus I'm like you'd fucking jack off to have Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> in, in in fucking Tottenham, like look at Kane, guys slow slower than molasses, like straight up. I I don't know, man. I I and I'll I'll give you that. I don't know too much about Zinchenko, aside from that he was a Manchester City player, and I don't think I ever saw him play to be honest. Um, but you know, from what I've read, you know, he seems like a very good talent. He's young. Um. And, and you know, I'm I'm curious to to see what he does. I think, despite you know, and I think we can we can talk a little bit about you know Arteta. Is he the right man for the job? But like, I think he's trying to build a team, a young team. And I've seen the link up play from what I saw with Everton between Jesus and and Zaka. I think it's going to be a really really good up front duo or trio or whatever he wants to play depending on who plays on the other side of of them but i i it's exciting it's exciting to to see these players and and not it's it's good that we're not you know the arsenal of old where we let go of players to bigger clubs now we're taking players from bigger clubs you know when yeah and percy left or you know or Thierry Henry left and stuff like that so i don't i'm good i i yeah, Obama Yang and and um, Lacazette just weren't doing it for me anymore. It was, it was they were they were brutal. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. Um, I think it was a really good point too, where where you said you were talking about uh, Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko being like one of the best subs for Man City. I mean, if you think about it, there's 11 people on the pitch at a time. I would say Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus were probably number 12, number 13 in Man City's. Yeah squad so they essentially were the first two players off the bench if if uh if everybody's fit they're the next two players off the bench i would say so to bring in that kind of level of quality they've been playing in a team that's won four premier league titles in the time that both of them have been there uh with 90 plus points each season they've had a lot of involvement in it as well especially uh this last season gabriel jesus kind of came in towards the end of the season did really well 
I'm looking at some of his stats here. Uh, he was contributing uh, essentially very close to under 50% of either goals or assists per game. So the fact that he was every other game essentially contributing to a goal or assist um, in his limited time on the field uh, is already very impressive. And then Zinchenko as well, um, looking at his stats, com- comparing them to some of our fullbacks uh, in Tierney and Tavares. And what really sticks out to me is his passing statistics. He is, he's in the top 98th, 99th percentile for stats like passes attempted, passes completed. Um, he's also a very good dribbler on the ball. Um, so his technical skills are very good. I saw, I think, a little interview with Kyle Walker from Man City, and he named the top three technical players he's worked with were uh, Mares, which is understandable, um, David Silva, who, you know, was there for a few years, left a couple years ago, and Zinchenko. And I was very surprised to see Zinchenko on that list, but he even mentioned he rated them, he rated Zinchenko's technical and dribbling skills above a Phil Foden, a Kevin De Bruyne, uh, a Cancelo. So to, to put Zinchenko above those kinds of players with his technical skills, so that means like how he dribbles the ball, how he's able to juke pass players, his ability to control the ball from passes. Um, I think it's totally going to up our level of technique in the in the team. And it seems like that's what Mikel Arteta is looking for, uh, is just having players who are what we call uh, ball secure, right? Nice phrase. But uh, they're really secure on the ball, right? They don't lose the ball. <laughs> um, and you, can, you can rely on them to not give away the, the ball cheaply. Whereas you see somebody like a Nuno Tavares looks really great in certain moments and absolutely catastrophic in other moments, right? He's super quick, super fast, um, has a good dribble, but he's not very ball secure, right? He His passing's not very accurate all the time. So he gives away the ball a lot. And if you give the, the ball away, I know it, it sounds really simple, but to give possession away, the other team then has a chance to counter and score, right? So the more you can retain the ball, uh, the less opportunities the other team will even have to score. And so I think adding in a player like Zinchenko, whether it's for that midfield spot in the midfield three as that left center mid, or whether it's as a left back tucking in as kind of an inverted fullback, either way, I think he's going to do a fantastic job in that role. In yeah, I think, role. I think, I think, I think, Ball retention is huge for Arsenal right now, um, considering how many goals they've they've allowed in. Um, so yeah, any 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 stats on a player that could do a good ball retention is, I mean, any player that's better than freaking Tavares and Cedric Suarez. Okay, <laughs> and oh, I forget who the other kid is. Um, yeah. I, anyways, yeah, they they uh, to me to me I just. Yeah, I I think it's really good business. Do you do you see Jesus uh, running the line? Like, do 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 you see him running the line or on the uh, on the wing? Like, we we don't have an out and out striker per se, do we? I don't think so. I mean, our two strikers, I would say, are are Gabriel Jesus and Inkedia. Um, both of them are able to play on the wing as well. A lot of our players are, are versatile, which is something it right. also looks like Mikel Arteta is looking for. Um, 
I do think that Gabriel Jesus will most likely play center forward for most of his time at Arsenal. Um, I think he's ready to make that step up because he played wing uh, as a winger a lot for Man City the last couple of years. Um, but no, I think he's coming here to be a striker. I think we have a lot of talent on the wing with Saka, Martinelli, uh, mm-hmm. Smith Rowe plays out on the wing as well. Um, so I, I envisage we'll see Gabriel Jesus up front. But what was cool in the last uh, preseason game, um, actually in the Everton game, uh, there was periods of the game where we had Enkedia and Gabriel Jesus on the field at the same time, playing kind of uh, with two strikers uh, in the team, and we had a back three. Um, so that was kind of something interesting to see. It's like, okay, we might be able to not only play the 4-3-3 formation, but also switch it up and sometimes do three at the back, and maybe a 3-5-2, and have the two up front be Enkedia and Jesus, because both of them are pressing monsters. They love to run at defenders, um, you know, tussle with them, try and win the ball back higher up the field so that we have more opportunities to keep the other team in their own half and score. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. I, I think Gabriel Jesus, to answer your question, though, I think he will be playing striker mostly. And there might be times where we have him playing striker, maybe in Ketty on the left. You can see them rotating mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, that's something I can definitely see Arteta playing around with. Well, yeah, well, let's not forget. I mean, uh, a so-called Thierry Henry came in as a, uh, as a winger and, uh, we all know how that turned out. Um, yeah, yeah, it turned I'm, out I'm, really. yeah, it turned out very good. I I'm excited cause, uh, you know, Saka was a standout player in the last couple of seasons. Um, you, you know, Ramsey, uh, not Ramsey, again, Smith Rowe uh, did stand out. I know that uh, he's been, some people have been shitting on him for the last couple of performances, but you got to remember, man, these are preseason games. It's not like, you know, he's going to go hard or whatever. But um, yeah, I think they got a really good young upfront um, attack that uh, will, will, Will will amaze some some teams. I think I think they can do some damage. And and the way that I've seen Jesus starting, especially when he came on for, or or did he? I, I like I said, I didn't see in none of these games. I think he came on for the Nuremberg game, and he got he got a uh, hat trick. Was it? Yeah, he basically got a hat trick. I mean, technically, I think they only gave him two goals, but okay. one of them was a known goal that he basically put in. So okay, we'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. Yeah. Yeah, so like no, I mean, aside from that, like I think we we beat those those, those two signings. Arsenal have already had some other signings too. Um, Marquinhos, who's a forward, I thought he was a uh, defender, so my bad on that. Uh, Fabio, <laughs> sorry, I was gonna say that's a different Marquinhos. There's a PSG yeah. Marquinhos yeah. who's a center. There you go. Yeah, I, I wish we would have gotten that guy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and then Fabio Vieira. And uh, Maddie Turner, an American goalkeeper. That one surprised me. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I think on Matt Turner really quick, I think it's kind of a smart signing by Arsenal. Um, not even that I know particularly much about his qualities. I know that apparently everybody's saying he's a great shot stopper. He's really um, good with his body, re- good reflexes. Um, distribution is something he needs to work on apparently, but, um, so far he seems like he's been integrating well, but I think it's also a smart play from Arsenal 
in terms of their marketing and kind of global outreach, it's like not to, you know, obviously I'm an American, so maybe I'm a little extra excited about this, but bringing in an American into your team is going to make a lot of America then want to support Arsenal already with the millions that already do support Arsenal, but um, kind of Man City had that for a while, having their backup goalkeeper being an American who's now alone at at Middlesbrough. But I think Arsenal doing that um, kind of brings in some of that North American uh, fan base even more. Um, So I think that was a smart play on that end. We'll see how he does uh, on the actual pitch, though. Um, Fabio Vieira, I'm very interested to see how Fabio Vieira fits in. It seems like uh, he's going to be our Odegaard replacement, kind of back up. Probably he'll play in that right center mid, right eight spot uh, when we're in the Europa League. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see, could he play that left center mid position? Kind of where we think Zin- Zinchenko might play, where Xhaka played last season. Um, it'll be interesting to see how impactful Fabio Vieira is this uh, this season. Just because you look at him and he looks very slight, looks almost a little yeah. too skinny. He's got to get some weight on him. Uh, to be able to play with the big boys in the Premier League, yeah. But uh, I'm interested to see how he fits in, whether he is only that Odegaard backup or if he also is a backup even for Saka on the right wing. Mm-hmm. And what what uh, what do you think about Marquinhos? Like, is that like a future for a for the future type of deal? Like, I don't even know how old it is. I think he's 18 or 19. He's 19, um, 19. 19. Yeah, I personally don't expect him to be integrated into the squad too much. Again, potentially for those Europa League games. I don't even see him being a starter, though, for those Europa League games. But he can get some sub minutes, hopefully. Um, mm. Especially now that the rule's changing to five subs rather than just yeah, three. crazy. Crazy. I mean, it's going to be... That's half your team that you can sub out and yeah. sub on new players. So Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So what 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 do you what do you who do you like is that is that business done for bringing in or do you think do you think there um, still could be potential signings I don't I have no idea where we are with potential signings because I I hate rumors I, oh I really I love rumors. Rumors. so so we can we can uh, meet in the middle on that then perfect let's do it let's do it <laughs> um yeah so I know that Tielemans who's a center mid central midfielder from uh, Leicester is somebody that we've been linked to for around 25, 30 million pounds. Uh, so it's a pretty good fee. Uh, he's only got a year left on his contract, I believe. So he's he's apparently very keen on coming to Arsenal. He's somebody mm-hmm. who I'd be interested in bringing in. But with bringing in Zinchenko already to play, most likely in midfield, also at cover for left back. But it's now, you know, like let's, let's list all our central midfielders. Let's see, we got... Um, uh, we have Thomas Partey, we have Sambi Lakonga, Xhaka, Elneny, uh, Odegaard, Fabio Vieira, probably could put Smithrow there, mm-hmm. and then Zinchenko. So we're looking at seven, eight central midfielders for about three spots. Um, so now we're starting to get enough players and enough depth that do we need another center mid? Like, do we need Tielemans? Um, I obviously would like it just because I think he's an upgrade on Xhaka, but I don't know Jack- if Arteta is going to, yeah, I don't know if Arteta is going to think that 
it's worth buying another central midfielder. So I think probably our priority signing is going to be that right winger backup for Saka. Because I think Pepe, we're going to try and sell, but most likely loan out. Um, and then hopefully bring in a right winger to kind of back up uh, Saka. You know, um, yeah, Pe- Pepe needs to go. I think he sucks. I don't like him at all. I I, I think he's lazy. He, he, just, he just looks like the type of person that just, he, he just, he doesn't want to play. I don't know. That, that it's just my opinion. It just looks like, oh, I gotta come I on. I don't want to play here. Or blah blah blah. I mean, I would have loved to have gotten Rafinha, but he's a little punk bitch. Went to Barcelona with no money. Yeah. Well, at least he didn't go to Chelsea. That was good that he, yeah. he chose Barcelona to Chelsea. Yeah, that's so good. Like fuck Chelsea too. I have a buddy of mine that's he's a Chelsea fan too, and I'm like, you got you got no history, okay? Your history started in 2001, so exactly. Thanks for, All right, thanks, thanks for coming out. But uh, but yeah, no, Pe- Pepe is one that I, I'd like to see yeah. go. Yeah, he he's up. just got he's just. Uh, I agree with you. I think your analysis of saying uh, he can be lazy at times, like he had some improvement in his effort and in his pressing um, at different moments with Arteta. Uh, but especially that last season, you could just tell his mind uh, wasn't there. It wasn't with Arsenal. You could tell he was already thinking about, okay, where am I going to go next? I'm not going to be a starter um, or the star here at Arsenal. Bukayo Saka is in my position. So, yeah, he's he just – I don't think he's really just a fit for the Premier League. Um, he's, he's got that that ability to beat a player, but he has to stop the ball, and then that's when he does some tricks and beats a player – but the problem is, is if we're on the break counterattacking, we need to move quickly. Um, I hate how he always seems to slow the ball down and really takes way too long to pick his head up, make a decision of what he wants to do. You've got to be just having all of those thoughts in your head being automatic. You've got to be, be able to know which way you're cutting and chopping before you make your pass. It seems almost like he likes to stop the play first, take five minutes to look around and then make his decision. And so, yeah, I agree with you. It it comes off as lazy just because he's, he's moving too slow when he moves quickly and he's not thinking about it. He's, he's deadly, but it's just, I don't know if that's, yeah. No, I was just, I I think he takes one too many touches and and like, you know, I've, I've always been taught and and like when I've coached, I'm like, you know, max two, three touches, then you got to look for the pass or you got to look for the open outlet, you know, you just can't continuously hold the ball because then you start getting flustered and you st- you start not knowing what to do. And then that's when the defender comes and they can like defenders can smell that they sense that yeah. and they're like, okay, I got this guy now. And then he like always seems to go to the fucking corner flag and then he'll lose it. I mean, he's got great ability on the ball. I think he's got like four star skills. If we're talking about FIFA here, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't rate him at all. I, you know, same, same. There's a couple of players as well that I don't rate, but I mean, he's one of them. All right, who, who's on your who's on your shit list? Then let's hear it. Enketia, Jaka, Suarez, um, Tavares, fucking. All right, all right. Uh, let me uh, let me let me, def- let me defend some of these guys. Let me defend some. Of yeah, these yeah, guys. yeah. Okay, okay. Let's let's take it back. Let's take it back. Go ahead. Let's do it. No, this is good though, right? Um, okay, and Kedia, I was not a big fan of. Um, 
not that I was hugely against him, but I just didn't, he just seemed more like a poacher to me, a guy who's going to just not do anything. Obviously you have to be in the right place at the right time, but he just seemed like the guy who would tap it in from two yards out. Um, Mm -hmm. But over this last six month period, he has grown so much in his technical ability and his ball retention, right? Ball security. Um, his the, his play with his back to goal was something I always criticized. Um, but I think he's improved on that a lot. Just he looks like he's gotten a lot better technically. The way he controls the ball and is now able to dribble past players. He's throwing it step overs, um, which was something that I never saw from him a year ago. Um, so I'm actually pretty excited to see Enkedia. Um, I wasn't. If you asked me six months ago, I would I would have said I was not excited. So this is a very new uh, opinion, just based off the last few months how he's been playing. Um, I'm excited to see him, uh, and I think re-signing him for you know obviously just a signing on bonus, and I think we're paying about a hundred thousand pounds a week, which is a little high, but. Uh, I do think that if we tried to get a backup striker in for Gabriel Jesus, you're looking at spending another 20, 30 million pounds and probably another whatever, 70 plus K uh, in salaries per week to a new player. So I think bringing him in, keeping him for free with the new contract was not necessarily a bad, a bad move there. What are your thoughts though? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, so in recent like videos and like from what I've like the very little I've seen of preseason because I'm so jealous because I they're in they're in America and I wish I was there. Um, you know, they're on the wrong they, damn side on the West Coast. <laughs> I know I they're in Florida, dude. And I was like trying to tell my wife, I'm like, come on, we can go and then we can go to Disney. Like she loves Disney, but anyways, yeah, um, <laughs> he's 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 beefed up. I've uh, he's yeah. he looks he looks different. He. He reminds me. I, I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe he hooked up with Alfonso Davies, go Canada, <laughs> uh, and uh, and and went on his workout plan because he's beefed. So it, it was very surprising to me that he resigned. And not only that, but they gave him the legendary fucking number. Like yeah. you got to live up to that number, right? And and it so. Which tells me, and once again, I don't highly rate Arteta, but I think he's doing a, a pretty decent job. So he must have seen something in him, um, or else I would assume he would have cut him. And and I don't think Arteta's afraid to cut people because I mean, look, look what he did to Bert Leno. Like, so that's why I'm thinking Eddie Nketiah has a role to play. And I think you're right. I, I think I think he is a good backup to Gabriel Jesus. Um, and, and, you know, definitely starting the Europa Leagues and maybe the League Cup games and, or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah I, I I just didn't think his, his technical ability was there. Like, he's, he seemed to be, like, a little staggered when it came to, to, to like, the, like you said, ball retention was, was a massive one. Or he just didn't yeah, know what to yeah. do. Or he tried to play, like, sometimes I saw him, that he, he tried to play, like, Olivier Giroud. Which you know he tried to hold and and wait for the for for help, which Olivier Giroud did very well. I, I thought he was like one of the best players to, to do hold up play. Um, yeah. But then there's yeah. there's sometimes where he, clear as day, like there's the pass, diagonal pass, and he would not do it. He tried to go at it. So 
I, I definitely would like to see that maturity a little bit. And like I said, I haven't seen any other preseason to, to fully understand how he's played. Um, so it'd be interesting to see him this season, how he matures in terms of that. And, and just, you know, head up, son, like, you know, try, try to find the pass and then, you know, cut in and try and try to goal poach, you know, so to speak. And uh, I don't know, I could be yeah. completely wrong in what I'm saying, but that's what I've seen. So no, I no, I don't think you're I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, I think that that was how Enkedia had been playing for the first couple of years when he broke into not broke into the Arsenal first team, but started playing here and there for the Arsenal first team. Uh, he was very much like you said, just a poacher. He he would be on the end of chances and get those two yard tap ins. But anytime he tried to do the hold up play, like you said, he was nowhere near Olivier Giroud's quality and being able to. Yeah, hold up the ball, uh, give time for players to make runs, and then being able to lay it off and find them with the correct timing and way to pass and everything. Um, but that's something that I think really over these last few months has really, really improved. And his just ability on the ball, dribbling, I've never seen him really as somebody who had great dribbling skills. Um, mm. But like I said, now he's doing stepovers, chopping inside, outside. Uh I think he was in one of the preseason games, he kind of moved out to the left wing um, and Gabriel Jesus stayed up front. They were interchanging, but Nketi was primarily on the left. And mm. he was then, you know, tasked with being the player who had to progressively carry the ball a lot, right? Um, not just finish the end of chances, but having to actually be involved in the buildup of our, of our attacks. And he honestly looks like he's made huge strides forward i'm interested to see how he you know stakes his claim in this team and if if there's a possibilities like we said for him and jesus to play together i think that they could be uh a strong partnership in certain so scenarios should, so maybe i should uh try to find a, a stream for the florida cup final between chelsky tomorrow night yeah yeah you have to dude uh good. Not sponsored by Arsenal, but they'll sell it for about six six pounds. <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Uh, oh, Arsenal player, Arsenal player. Yeah, it's only the preseason games. I actually don't think the Florida Cup also is available for us because I think since we're in America and Canada, I think we can watch it on. You have ESPN, right? Yes and no, depending okay. on the sports networks if they pick it up here. Uh, which gotcha. is only certain shit like NASCAR, fucking golf, baseball, and <laughs> like yeah. uh, hand, American handball, you know. Yeah. Um, like not handball meaning football, but I don't call football football. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, but I, I think that IPTV, I think it does grab a feed from oh, uh, yeah. Arsenal.com, but uh, don't, t- don't tell anybody at Arsenal. Um, yeah, yeah. This isn't, yeah, this yeah. Isn't so, maybe, so maybe I yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure only like two or three people are gonna listen to this, anyways. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I want, I wanted to get your thoughts because it's been a long time since since I've yeah. spoken to anybody. I want to get your thoughts on, um, on the transition between Burt Leno to Aaron Ramsdale because that was a mystery to me because I, I rated Burt when Burt Leno came to Arsenal. He was highly rated, like he was what Germany number two, uh, number yeah. three. Sorry. Number three, there was like there was Neuer, Terstegen, then Leno. Yeah, I say. And then yeah, no, he was out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I it was kind of 
uh, an interesting move at first. I think everybody was pretty shocked by it when when Ramsdale first came in, especially because he had come from two relegated teams in in Bournemouth and Sheffield. Um, and I thought Leno was doing a pretty good job. I think it's honestly more a mentality thing. Because I think if you put Burnt Leno and Ramsdale side by side as goalkeepers, just purely on goalkeeping skills, I don't mm-hmm. think there's too much of a difference. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, like you said, Leno has a couple more years on him in, in experience and was a great shot stopper. But just looking at Leno's face when he received the ball under pressure, he just looked like he was shitting his, himself, you know? Gave me a little yeah. bit of the Almunia throwback oh. uh, vibes um, <laughs> where he just yeah. looked he just looked a little more nervous on the ball. And it's funny because when we first got Leno, he was, um, like you said, third string German goalkeeper, was thought of as, as one of the great players to um, – great players with his feet. And I think he yeah. was compared to Petr Cech, who he had at the time, who again also looked very nervous on the ball. But I just think we're seeing as years go by, uh, as new generations of goalkeepers are are coming up, um, they're becoming more and more reliant on their technical ability with their feet. And you just look at Ramsdale, and I think he just looks like, even though they're only probably, what, three years apart in age, four years maybe, um, you can just see Ramsdale's been grown up and developed as a player who plays with the ball at his feet. And I think you look at Leno and he looks he almost looks like like a really good player with the ball at his feet from the previous generation. Whereas Ramsdale yeah. looks like this is his generation that he's already comfortable. This is what he grew up with, you know. That's the vibe that I get from Ramsdale. He looks just a confident person in general, too. I mean, the way he commands his back line, he's, you know, bantering with the crowd. I think he just has that character that I think Mikel wants over Burnt Leno, who maybe is a little more shy. Um, but yeah, I think goalkeeping quality side by side, not much of a difference. But in terms of that character and communication and confidence on the ball, I think Ramsdale is is superior. So I think that's maybe why we made that transition. Yeah, he was he was very surprising to me. Like I I, I think he's a great goalkeeper. Like I just I think bang on what you were saying. I think he's more um, direct. He's more commanding of, of his goal. Um, and he just, he seems like he's got more hops than Leno. Like, I, I feel like yeah. he's, he's able to be more acrobatic. Like he's done some very amazing acrobatic saves. And I think his reaction time is way better. And yeah. there's like a couple of saves that he did where I'm like, holy fuck, like how the hell did he do that? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Leicester free kick last season that was a great <sighs> save. Um, you were you were a goalkeeper, right? Were you not a goalkeeper? Yes, I'm a, I'm a goalkeeper. Yeah, but I'm short as there fuck. But go. yes, I'm a goalie. Um, hey, yeah, I get, I get, I get a, yeah, I get a hard on for like really good goalkeepers because I'm like, man, I wish I could dive like that, <laughs> but I can't. I'm old and I'm old and fat and short. Um, no, man. Don't don't do yourself the service, man. You're pro goalkeeper right here. I try, yeah, I tried, tried out for TFC, but I, I didn't get picked up. <laughs> um, but uh, surprising, so two two players come back, you know, Bellerin and and Torreira. Um, yeah. Do you, do you? 
what are your thoughts on that? Like, I mean, Be- Bellerin has played, right? He, I, he's done. He's yeah. played some of the preseason, right? He's worn the, the armband. Yeah, yeah, he wore the armband for one of the games that could have been against. Uh, let's see, I think it was. I think it was actually the home, not the home game. It was the game against Nuremberg. I think that's that's when he okay. maybe wore the captain's armband. Um, yeah. well, on Bellerin, I think he will go. I think mm. he's at a stage in his life where I think he just looks like he's he's ready to move on, which is crazy because he's only twenty six. Um, but I mean, he's been a professional for about nine years now. Like I think he broke into the Arsenal team when he was 17. Um, and he just seems like since he got those injuries, what, three years ago now, even yeah. more, maybe three, four years ago, he's just hasn't had that same electric pace that he had that made him break into the Arsenal first team. And just like, like, you know, any player who has electric pace and relies on it a lot, like Wolcott, like Bellerin, once they get those ACL tears and try and come back, I mean, you have to feel for the guys. They just don't have that that burst of pace anymore. And I think that was Bellerin's biggest quality. I think he was all right defensively, but just the fact that he was so fast, he could catch up to any attacker and slow them down, uh, I think was one of his greatest qualities. And now that he doesn't have that pace... He's, he's decent on the ball, but not fantastic. And I think Arteta wants these really technically gifted fullbacks where they can cut in on, on their weak foot um, mm-hmm. and play almost like an inverted fullback. And I just don't know if Bellerin has that in him. And I think also on a personal level, he just seems like a guy who's kind of like, you know what, I've had all of these injuries. I was hyped to be one of the best right backs in the world. I never really made it. I'm 26. Mm-hmm. He had that year at Real Betis, which is his father's team. I think he just wants to go back there and just enjoy playing and do his mm-hmm. fashion on the side. And I, I think he just doesn't want the pressure of, of Arsenal anymore. And, and, you know, not in a bad way. For some reason, with Bellerin, I, I, don't, I don't take offense with him having that viewpoint. But I think that's where he's at in his life. And what about Torreira coming back? Do you think he'll leave too? Like finally, or he'll stay finally? I think Torreira's gone. I mean, it's crazy though. Remember when when he first broke into the team, he looked amazing. He won Player of the Month a couple times for Arsenal. Um, so tenacious, so aggressive on the ball, but uh, or I think on the ball was his was his issues. He just wasn't quite as clean. Uh, gave the ball away a few few too many times. Um, so I think he'll definitely go. It looks like Sampdoria and a couple other Italian teams are interested in bringing him back to Italy. Um, I don't know why he feels more at home in Italy than England. Yeah. Neither neither are Spanish-speaking countries. But um, yeah, he seems to just enjoy it in Italy more. So I think, if anything, by the end of the uh, transfer window, if we don't, have anybody that wants to pay the 15 million pounds, I think we'll just let him go for a measly 5 million or so just to get his wages off the book and not have him in the, in the squad. Yeah. You know, I, when he came on, I was very excited. Cause I fucking, I, I hate, I, not, not that I hate Jacques. I, <laughs> I, I dislike Jacques. I, I don't, I, yeah. I don't rate him at all. I, I know that there's things that I don't, that other people are seeing that I don't like, I, I just don't see. And it's clear, right. People are seeing this. Um, I, I just, I think he's slow. I, I think, I don't, 
I don't know what it is about Xhaka. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you know, I wish, I wish Torreira would have replaced him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think it would have been a bad shout if we really kept Torreira rather than loaning him out uh, the past two seasons. I think if we had kept him at Arsenal and trained him, I would have liked to have seen him stick around as, as a squad option. Not maybe as a starter, but um, probably more reliable than a Maitland-Niles, for example, in midfield. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, but I feel you on the Xhaka thing, too. I mean, I think he's done better the last couple of years. But yeah. his issue has always been, yeah, just how how slow he is. He's not an agile player. He's very, besides his his tackling, his he's very smart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> typically, you know, he understands and reads the game well. His positioning's good, which makes up for the fact that he's not that quick. But and his passing's obviously very good. But yeah, I mean, he cannot run past a player. And if if yeah. you put him onto his right foot. He is nervous on the ball. Um, so I agree with you that I think we're ready to make that step up and move on from Xhaka, which I think it looks like Zinchenko, potentially Fabio Vieira. Those look like the solutions in that area. Potentially mm. Tielemans if he comes in. So I don't mind having Xhaka in the squad because he still seems like he's a leader, even if he doesn't have that captain's armband. But I'm very happy to see him not be a starter. <laughs> we'll see how the season progresses though yeah, yeah for sure um yeah I mean, like i think i think that's i think that's all i have like i mean is there anything else you wanted to talk about like i don't know man like i said i i'm I haven't seen any of the preseason games so i can't really speak much on the on the preseason games even though like i i mean aside from all like the cool stuff that i've seen happening in florida like a lot more of the legends and the players were out to this one, which kind of sucks yeah. because it pissed me off when I was in New York in 2014, when they came, when Thierry Henry was playing for Red Bulls, it wasn't like these oh, yeah. meet and greets like it was now. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I wish I could play, like not play, but I wish I could like touch them. Like, um, I know. Right. But yeah. And, and I know that you, they went to LA as well. Like, yep. I was ago. there 2019. That was really cool. 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's mostly, I guess, like one more thing we can hit on was uh, William Saliba. I think having yes. him come back. Oh my God. How the hell did I forget that? That's all good, man. How, how excited are you about that? I listen, I am so happy that he is now is going to, I, I'm hoping he's going to get a chance to prove himself. Um, I don't know how much more that young kid, because he's what twenty one, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's twenty one. I don't know how much more he had to prove himself. Like he he was one of the best defenders in in Liga, and yeah. what he had a call up for the French national team, and he's just he's just there. Like, hello, like I'm, like what more do I need to prove to you? To come back. And I think I think our back line is going to be very fucking exciting. And if I was Ben White, I'd be a little fucking scared. Because <laughs> uh Gabrielle and Saliba, I don't know, man. I, from what I've been hearing, because I haven't seen them two in the back is being very solid. Yeah. So in the two preseason or uh yeah, two of the 
actually maybe all three preseason games so far. Uh, there has been a moment where we have seen Gabriel and Saliba as the center back pairing. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see it. I mean, Saliba is basically Virgil van Dyke 2.0. I mean, he's got that, that really big frame and build uh, while still maintaining uh, being a very pacey guy as well. Uh, there was a few moments where you could see him catching up to the opposition forwards with relative ease, kind of in that Virgil van Dyke's uh, stride almost, where it's just like he's just effortlessly striding, uh, but running very fast to get the ball. Uh, he's a good player on the ball too. Uh, he's, he's gained a lot of confidence this last season. Like you said, in League uh was Young Player of the Year. Uh, which is yeah. incredible for a defender to get that uh, individual achievement. So, yeah, Saint I think Saint he's going to be. Right? Say it again. Saint Saint Etienne is that? What uh, it was? So he, he came from Saint Etienne. Then we had him for a little bit. Uh, he had some personal issues that went on. We loaned him back to Saint Etienne for half a season, and then brought him back. But then this last season, he was actually at Marseille. Marseille he ended up being right. second place. With Guendouzi, our favorite. <laughs> um, but but yeah, Saliba, uh, I'm super excited. And funny enough that you mentioned Ben White, because I think, first of all, there's going to be lots of rotation. Like you said, I'm going to be very excited to see how our defense works this year. Um, I also know that Tamiyasu is injured currently at, oh, as, as our right back. So... Rather than having Cedric start at right back, it's looking like we might have Ben White move to right back, and he has played in that those kind of right back zones uh, when he was at Brighton. So he's comfortable with that position. He's more similar to Tamiyasu than than Cedric is because he's got that height, aerial ability, ability uh, to play those long passes as well. Uh, so I think if anything, I could see us having. Ben White start at right back, and then Saliba and Gabriel being the two center backs, which, like you said, that just has pace, power, strength written all over it. So it's exciting times. Like, uh, dare I say, the uh, Arsenal, legendary Arsenal defenses of old. Yeah, it does kind of have that Colo Toure, Sol Campbell vibe to it. Yeah, and and yeah, I'm very excited. I think I think you're right. Like Saliba is tall, strong. Um, and so is Gabrielle. Like I, I think Gabrielle, people, I don't know. I had mixed feelings when he came on, but he has grown into that part and into a, a solid center back. And I think them two are going to, you know, a, a really good, a really good pairing. I think, um, yeah, Ben White, hundred uh, percent, bro. I'd rather see, fuck, I'd rather see who Sammy Laconga play fucking right back. <laughs> Than fucking Cedric Suarez, because like I don't know, man. I don't know how Suarez is still on the team, and he might go, but he's a good backup, I guess. Um, yeah, he's he's all right. He seems like a good guy. Seems like he works hard. So on that yeah, side of things, he's a good human. But yeah, as a right back, he's he's very okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited, man. Like you know, uh, I'm excited for the season to start August fifth. Like I can't wait. It's like it's it's like almost here. Um, what what do you? Like early early prediction, like like wh- wh- where where do you think we could end? Like it's hard oh, to man. say, obviously, right? But what do you what do you, what do you think? Like 
do you think we can make something of it? This obviously we you, you can't like we're not winning the title, but no. Um, I think top four is our goal, and I think it's an achievable goal. I think that obviously we're gonna assume Man City and Liverpool stay as the top two teams, especially just with I I think Liverpool actually gonna be very scary this year because Man City. Oh, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's going to be a toss-up between them two for top two. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea could go either way. I can't. It's hard to tell with Chelsea, United, Arsenal, Tottenham, where we're all going to end up because Chelsea. If I go over them first, they've brought in Sterling. They've they've made a couple good signings at centre back with Koulibaly. Uh, looks like Kunde from Sevilla is going to come in as well. Um, but I just think that their team just doesn't click that well. I just think that they're not a very good system. I like Tuchel, the, the manager, but I just don't envisage Chelsea being that good next season. United, I think, are going to need at least a year under Ten Hag to really step up. And with the whole Ronaldo wanting to leave scandal, I think that's going to hinder them. So I could see, and I think Tottenham have made a couple decent signings, a couple old signings as well. Um so I think Arsenal has a very good chance of getting third. I think I'm going to stick my neck out and say I think we'll get third. Yeah, I'm excited too because like I I have no analytical thought like you just did. I just <laughs> I fucking hate Chelsea. I hate Manchester United uh, and Tottenham. Emotions. I you know yeah it's emotional for me. But you know what I gotta say and and I don't know man maybe I don't dare say but like. I hate Manchester United more than I do Tottenham at this okay. point. Okay. I don't I, know why. It's because of my friend. And, you know, we have, like, this bitter rivalry going on because he's always shitting on Arsenal and, like, oh, look at these, you know, I guess um, uh, Zinchenko and uh, and Jesus are retiring, you know, with uh, at Arsenal with Champions League, you know, wins or uh, friggin' um, EPL wins and trophies and all this stuff. And... And, and, you know, I guess now they just want to relax. And I'm like, man, fuck you. Like, nobody wants to go to uh, Manchester United as well. You, you're signing fucking kids. Um, you're, you're shitting on our kids. And our kids are fucking way better than yours, you know. And, like, I don't know. To me, yeah, yeah I, I'm all emotional, man. I, th- I agree. I want third. I think it's time for us to go back into Champions League. Yes. I think we just missed it this season. Uh this past season so yeah hey man i'm I'm all for third fourth i i i, I yeah we, we you can't beat fucking holland and co and i don't yeah. know nunez i i heard i heard he's not he was he wasn't looking too good in pre-season. yeah but then again preseason yeah he yeah nunez there's there a clip a funny meme of all of him missing all of these open goals and chances but then he just scored i think it was yesterday he just scored four goals in the preseason games. So, but you never know. Yeah. Yaya Sanogo scored four in a preseason game as well, and look how he turned out. Who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, man. I'm I'm definitely excited for this season, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited for for us too. I don't know where we go from here. Um, it was just, and uh, and this may well could be a, just a one-off talk um or or it could lead to something else guys who 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 are listening <laughs> um but uh but no i i uh i think 
I, I'm good. Um, I have nothing else to talk about unless uh, unless you do, and and you know, kind of so. shoot the shit a little bit more. I think we can call it there, man. It was absolute. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you, dude. Uh, it's been years since we've uh, been able to do a pod and get back on. I'm glad that uh, seems like you're doing well. Um, and yeah, I'm just really glad that we've been able to have this time to talk. Hopefully, everybody who is listening enjoyed uh, our analysis of Arsenal and where we think they're gonna end up at the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I'd love to keep t- doing these pods and keep talking to you. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, we can, we can, uh, we still got time for the season comes, um, and, and, and definitely, you know, settle up, uh, some, some discussion and, and, and some dates to, uh, to continue on and doing it. Cause I mean, I, I loved, I love doing this and I love talking to about the arsenal, especially finally somebody that, uh, some people that have common sense and not like these other <laughs> shit ass teams. Um, but no, man. Yeah, it was it was a pleasure, AJ. As always, man. It was like no time had passed just talking to you uh, and seeing your your young, beautiful face with the Arsenal jersey on. And uh, you know, may, maybe, maybe, maybe if Ryan and Elliot are listening, maybe they'll take they'll take a, an hour or a half hour here and there and and come speak to us. If not, no hard feelings. We do miss them though. They're here in spirit, like you said. So, yeah, man. Yeah, it'd be great to get them on as well, for sure. Um, and yeah, thanks for the compliment about the face. You know, the face is starting to look older. <laughs> um, but uh, nah, dude, you're looking really well yourself. The beard is immaculate as always. So thanks, Mario, yeah, sure. for uh, your presence. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I, I really appreciate talking to you, AJ. And, and, and everybody that's listening, whether it's one or 400,000, thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll... Uh, We'll continue talking and, and hopefully we can make a go of it this uh, this season again. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, guys.